pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back for another exploration into the power of kinetic belief for manifesting your abundant life. I'm Stephen Kenyon, and so glad you could be with us. Hey, if you'd like to receive an occasional text, text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. And it's not, wait a minute, it's not just for an occasional text. It's for a text, an encouraging text. We all get occasional text messages, don't we? <laughs> StephenCanyon.com is the website for all upcoming events. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And there are still some seats, a few seats available for the Orlando, Florida, June 26th. How to Attract Wisdom Anytime You Want It. And uh, we're going to be de- there digging down deep with all you guys. And you can pick up those tickets at stephencanyon.com as well. Hi, Maggie. Hey, Stephen. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's Friday. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You the like, weekend. You like these these weekend Friday's, the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good feeling, you know, even when you uh, don't necessarily do the, the nine to fiver thing. It just, it, it's significant. Well, I'm like just it. trying to get comfortable here. Um, this is, that was fun. I was just a, a guest on another podcast and I was totally not ready <laughs> at all. It was like three, two, one. And I'm like, uh, well, where should I, where should I sit? <laughs> that was that your fault? <laughs> what happened? I don't, I don't that mind was, it being my fault. Okay. <laughs> my self-esteem is not affected by guilt. So pilot, on. it's yeah, fine. Like, goodness it just what you know wires it was around. fun i yeah. thought you know, it was interesting to just hear the the questions and and what others are are interested in expanding their minds on it was fascinating but you got to be ready for this stuff oh you were ready i give me well, a break. i'm shuffling around and you were I'm mentally just, ready you just well that's different you you were scurrying to find a chair well we're not usually <laughs> the right chair to sit we're not in. usually video streaming and so i i'm <laughs> still combing my hair and whatever it but, did make me think about, you know, eventually when we start live streaming and video live streaming these podcasts. Get ready. We better start before <laughs> get ready. 10 minutes that would help. to showtime. There have been a lot of good things to come out of the last 12 months. You, you know I that? agree. And how heard. about shopping at Target these days? Oh, my goodness. And I have to say, maybe this was always, I don't know how long this has been a thing. I just became aware of it recently, though. Oh, this isn't something... I thought this was just something new. I don't um, think it's new. I think uh, they've... I mean, but I do think it was born not that long ago. But they will... Yeah, you can order online and they will bring it out to your car. Well, all I know is we we drive up and you do something on your phone and they're running out, pushing our stuff out to the car. Probably my favorite thing is that it's not just groceries. It's anything in Target. So it's kind of weird. Well, so I just love it. I think it's so cool. Like, you can go... You know, if you need uh, chicken and socks. But before we left, that you were you were scanning barcodes off stuff at home, and you were going, yeah, they're going to have it in a basket for us. I know, isn't that cool? That, what a world. Well, and it's it's so nice, isn't it, just to not? Because I gotta say, when I Target is, it's like a a black hole, and once I go in, I <laughs> it's hard to come out. <laughs> so this is hours of life that well, we're saving. Technology's fascinating. That's all yeah, I. Yeah, it's a say. you know it's a yeah. gift, and and I like it. I love the advancements, and you know 
sometimes people are, are paranoid about their phones tracking them, mm. but I love it. I'm like, yes, track me, listen to my conversations. So you yeah. know what, what ads to show me. Speaking <laughs> of tracking, you said something yesterday about your niece saying that you guys are the garbage sisters. Well, it wasn't three hours after we were off the podcast doing the, the broadcast that oh, I, I got a text on my phone from some random city, some little town somewhere in, in Georgia. And it, and it it said, here's what you can, here's your garbage service schedule. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, we watched that YouTube video where that couple was suspecting that their phone was listening to them to, to suggest things. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, we've never owned a cat. We've never talked about cats. Oh, that's right. And they, yeah. so, and then yeah. they just said, they started like having conversations on purpose about cat litter. Mm-hmm. And they said it was about, it was about three hours that they both started receiving emails and ads for cat litter. Well, now you know that That's you and crazy. I are going to get emails about cat litter and probably several thousand of our <laughs> listeners today. We're all Sorry. going to be inundated. And garbage. And oh, garbage. We need so, to, sorry, everybody. Let's talk about light, love, kinetic <laughs> let's belief. Let's do it. Let's talk about becoming free from fear and why. why is fear so dangerous? Why should we even pay attention to, to somehow becoming free from it? And I'll tell you that it's because it's based in negative belief, period. All fear, every fear is based in the negative. And whatever it is that we fear, if we do it long enough, it will come against you. It will manifest. Fear is belief and it has substance and it will attract the very thing that you're fearful of. So freedom from fear, that is a, it's, well, it's going to be today a universal directive that I really want to Peel some of the the layers back so that we can understand. And fear is such a powerful emotion too. It's such a hot emotion. You know, you feel it so deeply if you if you're allowing it. And so I, I do think fear itself it, it seems to have this this uh, hyper much higher velocity of of attracting ability than, than maybe some of the other things. Well, the stigma, what it does is it draws so much more nervous energy, a very powerful, forceful energy that's going to attract very quickly the thing that you're fearing yeah. it, because it wraps you up in your emotions. It yeah. wraps you up, wraps you up in your feelings and it, it will draw you into a almost stunned, uh, mesmerized mm-hmm. state of being focused and trans, transfixed on the very thing that we are fearful of. So it will ultimately, and most often, powerfully attract the thing that you're fearful of. That is, that is so true. And you know, you use the word stunned and that's a perfect word to describe how that feels when you are, when you find yourself in, in fearful scenarios, in situations where you've allowed fear to enter in, it's, it's almost as if it's, it causes an obsession to begin yeah. about yeah. The, that one thing. So this is huge. Well, we know that one of the most common emotional human attributes is is that it's wrong according to our original self, yet it's accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to say, it's sad to say that most humans um, suffer from the emotion of fear. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is a type of suffering. Uh, the personality that requires validation lives in doubt, lives in strife, lives in anxiety. These are all fearful uh, constructs. They live in depression as a result of it, and they're manifesting oppression. And in all of those things, every negative, every negative emotion, which has a physical, physiological response, has its root. It's rooted in fear. But now, you see, kinetic belief is designed to absolutely set a person free from the destructive force that's associated with fear. Mm. Kinetic belief produces a force. And we're talking about the force of fear. Kinetic belief is the 
opposing force. It produces a force that is opposite of fear. And so without it, and it doesn't just happen to us. It's not the default of the human experience. So with, with, without the on-purpose kinetic belief, we're just held captivated by the ego of poverty, which is just the holistic, one of the holistic effects of fear. Well, it's interesting, too, that you use the word accepted, that many times these negative emotions, they're just accepted. And it, it, it made me think, well, I think it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of times people accept them because they feel natural. My emotions are natural. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fear is normal. All of this is normal. Um, and it, it kind of made me think of food, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it is lunchtime. Well, it's lunchtime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but really, I mean, you know, our, our base instinct is to eat the most high caloric intake possible because the caveman in us wants to constantly survive, mm -hmm. right? But our, our mind, we know that, that the, there are better choices that will fuel our bodies to a higher level of energy output. And so the same goes for, for emotions. You know, yeah, there are baseline emotions that exist that our, our natural tendencies are going to lean into. But that does not mean it's the best decision to make. Well, and, especially, and that's why it's so vital that we not allow emotions to dictate our thinking and not be led, led around by our feelings and emotions. Mm. Look, we have two natures. All of us have two natures. One is tossed around by the randomness of thoughts that just come in, that come racing into consciousness. And they, they always come uninvited. <laughs> they just come racing through the door. Somehow they have the key to the lock, but they yeah. come running in. And then the nature of ego will identify with all of those random thoughts, usually by reasoning with them, considering them, arguing with them, well, being offended by them, listening to them, getting mad at them, and just feeling condemned by them. But, you know, we have, we have only one being, which was before the ego, which is our first nature. And it will be our last nature. And that's the thing that survives the ego. And so it's important and imperative, like we're talking about, that you know the difference. And then the emotions, the emotions that will come from uh, centering ourselves within, centering ourselves within the, the uh, source of being, our original source of life, light, love, Centering ourselves there, that's the thing that will beautifully separate us from all of those mental constructs that will root us in fear or try mm. to bring us back to that place of being fearful. Well, and what you're saying right now, it's, it's really uh, fascinating because, you know, this idea that, well, I, I like how you said you were describing how we in all these different ways that we tend to engage with the ego. You know, we're offended, we're slicing and dicing, we're analyzing the ego, but it's a little, seems like it might be a little counterintuitive what you're saying. This idea that you don't want to analyze the ego, you want to overcome it with, mm -hmm. with kinetic belief and living as a kinetic believer. Right. The, the issue with analyzing the ego is that you begin to reason with it. Again, we're debating it, and you're engaging it. And when you engage it, then it becomes captivating to you. And when it's captivating, then it becomes you. I think that's one of the biggest shifts for me that happened, perspective shifts. As a kinetic believer was, you know, accepting the fact that, look, 
when you're focusing on something, it doesn't matter what thoughts are, are inside of that focus, but if you're focusing, you're manifesting. Mm-hmm. That's correct. The end. Focusing. That's why it's so important that we guard our gates, mm-hmm. guard our eyes, and, and pay yeah. attention to what you're listening to, yes. what, you're, what you're considering, what you're reading, what you're watching, the fables that you're enjoying, yeah. because you are... Uh, deceived if you don't think that they're not becoming part of you. We are uh, creatures that consume, and and we are consuming whatever we are exposing ourselves to. Mm. So we start by protecting our gates, and and those are the eyes and the ears, the things that are perceiving the senses around around Mm. us. There is an allegory that beautifully describes the two natures of the human experience that we're talking about. Thousands of years ago, prior to the German philosopher George Hegel, who is considered to be fundamental to modern philosophy, the Indian sages back then, they invented this allegory of the water pots, which are filled with water and they are placed out into the sun. And you can see the sun in each one of those pots. And they're all filled with water, and they're placed out there in the sun. And, and so you can see the sun, but there, there's only one sun. And in the same way, you can find consciousness in billions of human minds, but there's only one consciousness. There's only one cosmic consciousness in which we are all interrelated as an extension of one mind, one creator, one universe. We are all reflections of one. So now knowing this, knowing this will set you free from ever, ever feeling like, well, you're all alone in this thing, that you can't overcome something, or this is how you can find comfort in locating your community, your tribe, your, your cabies, those who are all of like mind mm-hmm. that aren't still succumbing to the fearful antics and the the ideologies of condemnation and all those judgments, but other people that have transcended the ego and have come to the same place. Well, we're all, this is how we're like-minded. And you can find comfort in that. And this is huge, Meg, for the feeling of, uh, and just for the freeing of anyone that's living in bondage to fear. But, you know, captivity is not a confinement to poverty. Captivity is not a confinement to uh, lack or any of those things. A person is actually held in captivity or bondage by fear, Mm. the fear of lack, the fear of poverty, the fear of not having enough education or the fear of not having whatever it is. Fear is the thing that holds us in bondage at any level. And you can find a a community, for example, that is a community because they share in the common fear of a thing. And so you can move into that community with mental constructs of something that will captivate and hold you back to redefine you from your original genius of purpose. Wow. You know, I really want to say that, you know, something, the end of self-aggrandizing, that is really the beginning of freedom. And what I mean by that is when we can stop identifying with either factions or communities that are created because of a problem, created because of a judgment that they judge to be wrong. Yeah, there are things that need to be changed, but it's when we identify with the problem, KBs know that that is uh, to be captivated by the negative. The beginning of freedom, though, is to move beyond that. 
And I don't want to misunderstand. I'm not, I don't mean to say that you should not promote your original identity. That's not what we're talking about. Because it's the promotion of the false self that when you come to the end of it, that's when you're going to find the beginning of your best life. That's where things begin to connect and the substance of the things that you truly hope for begins to manifest into your life. And, this, and what you just said, that really speaks to the high level of, of manipulative power that the ego can have. And it can, and it can be incredibly cunning because it does give you the sense that, no, you're focusing on you. It's fine. It's, it's all about you. But again, kinetic belief is so beautiful in this idea that when you, like you just said so perfectly, when you, the end of self-aggrandizing is the beginning of freedom. Well, the biggest hindrance of being full of a community or full of a tribe and full of anything that is centered in the egoist is that you're not being authentic. And like we're talking about, you'll begin to manifest those things that were never meant for you. No, the archetype, powerful, kinetic believer is still an original, one-of-a-kind human being that's imitating the master creator, using the same force to put a demand on what you will see manifest into your life. Mm. You know, it's so easy to fall into the deception of believing that you can somehow earn things from the universe just through favor. Mm. You can just do enough good things and uh, good things are going to happen, happen for you. And this, I don't even know if we have enough time, Meg, today in the podcast to <laughs> unravel what I want to say. Because there's so much misunderstanding regarding karma. Right. Karma. Karma, which is a, a Sanskrit word that has its basic concept in some Eastern religions, including Hinduism and Buddhism. But it means that whatever I put out, I'll get back. I mean, most people know that. Mm -hmm. Good karma, bad karma. In other words, if I say kind words to you and you, you feel peaceful and you feel happy... Or if I say harsh words to you and you become ruffled and upset, well, the kindness or the harshness is going to return to me through others at a later time. Right. Karma. In other words, karma is what I give and is what I get back. But it's the intention behind the doing that is reflective that produces karma. Mm. Not, it's not, not the just work. the act. Yes. Wow. There it is. So... And again, this is such a big topic. It's kind of like the podcast I did earlier today. We had like 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? I can't make a point in 30 minutes, but we'll try. It's <laughs> so, a meeting to life. I've got a half, you know, 30 seconds. 30 seconds, right? <laughs> Go. I've got, I've got some responses to that. But the action of a good deed will not produce in of itself another good action if the intention was manipulative. Because wow. that's an abuse of our creative dominion. So we're getting down into the, the cause and effect of the spirituality of our uh, moving through this life. Wow. Yes. It's, it's not paper tigers. There's, <laughs> there's realness to the realness here. Karma in its proper understanding is a result of the five modalities of kinetic belief. Everything in its place. And this is why so many good acting people for example, will continue to be taken advantage of. However, when good acts are produced in conjunction with an imagination for advancing the mind, body, and soul, without, without regard to the effect or the cause, but just the good act because I am, then 
the desire for the same is in place, gratitude for what you believe is manifesting in your life, all of these modalities of kinetic belief, you've, you've gone through, the, you've, you know that everything is firing and it's, the unconditional love is in its place and the positive words are, are being spoken as part of your vocabulary, you're not undermining yourself with negative speech, then your actions are in alignment with the favor of the universe and the favor of God, good karma, <laughs> One and the same. So a lot of people actually choose things to do that they think are good things. And they'll do them with the expectation that, you know what, if I do this good thing, then something good is going to happen to me. That's the wrong motive. Right. They're identifying with doing a thing rather than identifying with uh, them being the good thing. Therefore, they do the good thing because they are that. And the immutable goodness of their being produces good results, produces good karma. That's a big topic. <laughs> a big subject. Oh, it's huge. You've got all kinds of good karma following you around. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Your that's intentions true. are good. My intentions, yes, absolutely. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't judge me by my what I do. <laughs> judge me by my good intentions, please. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, people become frustrated, Meg, because they think that they could earn all of these lasting favors, and they're trying to earn what they could naturally attract into their lives. And one way leads to frustration, and the other one leads to happiness and, and a richness of joy and peace and even health. Because think about it. If you're doing a, a good thing in hopes to get something good back, which is the natural understanding of love, I love you because of what you do for me, not because I am love, mm -hmm. but because you're doing something for me. So if you stop doing the thing for me, then I don't love you anymore. That sounds, oh, I don't know, conditional. <clears throat> a little conditional. Yeah. But so the, the way of being... That's the thing that attracts and produces the happiness and the joy, peace, and health. People are often sick. Good people doing good things. Mm. They, they become sick because it's hope deferred making the heart sick. The hope deferred being the thing that they were hoping to see manifest in their lives doesn't show up because the motivation was incorrect. Well, there's a really powerful thing here that you're illuminating. And you, you began by saying, you know, we're about to get into the real, real. And that's perfect for this because we need to be stirred up in this concept that, look, the, the spiritual, the, the mind, the manifestations, the intentions of our lives, that is the reality. Not, like you said, the paper tigers, but the, we need to have a depth of understanding and cling to the idea of what really is real. And it's the, it's the eternal, it's the essence of us, it's kinetic belief, it's this podcast that's sowing seed into us and everyone, anyone listening around the world for all of time. And I just love that idea. Like, look, we have to, because we live in this, in this physical world and the senses are overwhelmed by it at all times, we need to continually stir up that reminder, that idea. Yes, because that is the biggest mistake that people will make, is that they trust in their natural egoist abilities. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. They, I am all that. Mm. I got the big hat. Never mind the cattle. And you get it. You get why they do that. Sure. <laughs> you can see where that comes from so easily. Absolutely. And people who do that, though, they place 100% of their effort in the day-in and day-out struggles of just trying to keep 
uh, they keep trying to please somebody and they want to perform for the pleasure of others and they want to be measured up as something that well really they're not mm. and you have to really you've got to really come to the end of your dog and pony show <laughs> to where you just throw down your made-up ideas and you hold up your hands and you just recognize that, you know what, I can never earn the fullness of my holistic best self that's already within. Don't you know there are a lot of people saying that today? <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> right? <You know>? yeah, <laughs> but, I was telling the mailman. <laughs> right. Yes, because yes. The, the universe has a gift for you, mm. but it's a gift that cannot be earned. It's a gift that has got to be believed. And oh, that's so good, Steve, because that's, that, that hit me right between the eyes because I'm absolutely one of those people that, you know, I'm the puppy dog. I will chase you down with my positivity and just, you know, lick you and, and jump on you. <laughs> I will just get you. And, and th- that's not what we're supposed to be doing, though. These things come to us. You know, the, the relationships, the, the things that the universe has for us, they come to us because of, of what we're participating in, what we're working on. Well, and you know, and that's, a great, that's a great visual because, no, if you're not a puppy dog, you shouldn't be chasing somebody like you are one. Right. <laughs> but if you're a puppy dog, wag your tail and chase on. <laughs> if you're listening... Puppies. <laughs> Any puppies out there. But, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and, and, and that, doesn't that make room for things, too? You know, when we're making sure that we're, we're in that headspace that you're describing today and, and understanding what karma really means and setting those appropriate intentions, then we can also, next step, rest in, those, rest in that knowledge, knowing that these things are coming to us. So the question is, how do we set our intentions and in, until we get to the place where we know how to do this, look, you don't, you don't really get into the magic of what you cannot already see until you get to the place of being able to regulate and uh, be in control of your intentions. It's not just the action. It's the complete pie. It's all of kinetic belief. It's getting everything in alignment. It's, it's knowing what your imagination is, knowing what you desire. Knowing what you're grateful for, not just being grateful, that could be just an act in of itself, but what are you grateful for? Look around, take inventory, what are you grateful for? And then learning the language of your life in a positive way, speaking only the positive vocabulary of your life, and then putting the action in alignment with all of that, and now all of a sudden you're operating in the good intentions of your life. And it's the good intentions of your life that's going to begin attracting and manifesting your heart's desire. That's overcoming the ego sense of uh, identifying with manipulation, meddling, doing a thing to get something, loving somebody that's loving you. All of those things that are mental constructs. But that's, that's how we move beyond it. And, so, and we're over into, what I said, the magic of what we cannot already see working uh, in our lives. I want to make sure I understand that the direction from which you're approaching, setting these intentions, are, are these intentions a natural byproduct of, of daily living that kinetic belief life, and so your intentions just naturally occur from that? Or are we being more direct with them and, and mindfully focus, you know, with a hot focus on that intention, setting that intention. We breathe life into the intention when we find peace in the imagination, peace in the desire, peace in the gratitude, peace in the words, and peace in the action. That breathes life into the intention. 
of being one of true authenticity that will manifest the thing that we desire. Wow. So, and you don't really begin to experience the power of kinetic belief and, uh, and creation's ability to flow through you until you've worked through these modalities of kinetic belief and right. put them in proper place. One out of place does not make the whole. Right. And so often people will get caught up in just the action or they walk around talking like it. And they don't have the action or anything to back it up. Or they just imagine and they go to all the movies and they just love to imagine things where there's no follow through. Or they just desire it. Oh, I wish. Oh, if I could just win the lottery. I really, really wish. I just wish, wish, wish. Every, every one of those is out of its proper place and not in balance or it's not harmonically uh, aligned with the fullness which is all of the components of kinetic belief. And that then becomes the proper uh, uh, motivation. When I love, uh, on yesterday's podcast, you referred to those modalities as a quick checklist. And that spoke to me on such a high level of, of hope, knowing that I would be able to go forward, you know, sort of seamlessly maintaining uh, an awareness of what am I doing? What modality am I missing? Because it is that, that thing that you want to always be checking. You know, it, it's just the perfect, the perfect litmus to know, am I, am I in my perfect highest vibrational, you know, just that sweet spot that we're talking about today. And those modalities are everything. Just being able to pick a topic, pick a thought, pick anything that's going on in your life and do a quick engine check like you were talking on the magic carpet <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and I just think that's really, that's really cool because it, it hones it, it condenses it down into a, a, a digestible amount of information that we can, we can always be checking on. Well, that's such a great point because if something's not working in your life, you can know that there is one component of your magic carpet engine that's not working properly. There's a sputter in the engine and you don't want to keep driving it. There's one thing or two or three that's out of balance. It's out of alignment. If something's not working, so we do the work on self and not that something. <laughs> and we go back to our hygge room and our meditative space and we look at the imagination. Are you seeing it the way it should be holistically to where it's a blessing to you and to everybody you'll encounter? Is it steeped in the, the, the unconditional love, the essence of that? Because, un, look, unconditional love demands nothing in return. It demands nothing of self. It demands. No, it has no demands. Unconditional love just is. It's presence. It's, it's beauty. It's the essence of life and love. It is. It is what it is. That's why it's so important that we work all these modalities from that place. And then we make sure that the desire is there for the proper reason. Is it to uh, better someone else? Hit the buzzer. That's not the right response. So we do our engine check and make sure everything is where it should be. Because look, if you've got any kind of deception in your five modalities, six counting unconditional love for kinetic belief, if there's any deception there, any concept that, for example, you can earn something or make something happen or manipulate someone to do a thing, and you will never then actually, at the end of the day, be able to really trust in what's already within you. You'll mm. doubt it. Mm. Wow. And rather than transcending the ego, because you fully trust the life, light, love that's within, 
until you can do that, you're going to be wobbling down the road with a an axle that's just slightly mm. bent. Wow, it's it's almost as if you're telling us that you're demonstrating when you when you try to manipulate like that in your actions and your words. It, you're almost demonstrating that that you are getting instead of getting what you need from the source, the true source, you're going to get what you need from that person or that situation or that thing, which which is a terrible thing to be projecting when you're when you're working on something manifesting something well sure because look when you when you actually get to the place where you're so delusional that you're trusting in your made-up self mm. you're trusting in that that <laughs> uh what is the little guy that blows in the wind and he's he's like at the car you're always at the car lot at the the car wash or wherever it is (laughs) that's your made-up self you're up and you're down you're inflated (laughs) and you're deflated but you're putting all your hope and desire and trust in that thing what a great visual (laughs) no one's trusting then you're going to lay that thing down in, in the bed at the end of the day worried because you're just full of fear full of fear that somebody saw you while you were deflated (laughs) <laughs> Rather than when you were standing up tall, waving hello. As if you don't look ridiculous. Come in here and, way. and let me check your oil. <laughs> no, because it's your original nature. It's your life being that will, it's just going to sit there and wait on you to stop being silly, waving at the cars going by. <laughs> Say, look at me. It's going to wait. Your authentic self will will wait. Um it, the, the first you is so polite, and your being is going to let your little waving self, your ego, come to the end of itself, run out of air, <laughs> run out of hot air. It's just going to sit there and let you do all of that. It's not going to interrupt you with any kind of a hissy fit. It's not going to interrupt you and, and your pouting. It will not interrupt your self-loathing. It's a proper lady it's a it's a fine gentleman or whatever it is, but it has perfect manners. And the you that's already one with the greatness of you will let you find out that without your light, your love, your being, you can really do nothing. You might think you're getting away with it, and you might think you're all that, and maybe you got it, you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that also think you're all that because they think they're all that. And, and you might be listening right now, and you might, you might not believe what I'm saying, but you will accept it sooner or later. And it, it, will be, it will come to you through experiential knowledge. And then you're going to remember something that you heard Maggie and I talking about today. And that one little insight is going to come in there and start pulling out that root of fear that you've been living with, which is a fear that, that things... Uh, getting better, actually working out is just a fear that, you know, you're not going to get to experience your best self, that it's not really happening, and that whatever shows up today is gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A fear that your dreams and a fear that, you know, you actually experiencing peace or being becoming healed from that infirmary, whatever it is. It's a fear that this is the way it's always going to be for you. A fear that, that you know, what you wish isn't really going to come to pass for you. And all this becomes very real when you begin to measure a reaction of life to you, 
around you based on your performance rather than the great things that are coming your way. Measuring life based on what you know that you know belongs to you and your, your ship coming in and other people favoring you in life and love, real love, finding you. Life celebrating your arrival everywhere you go. Eventually, you will actually come to the end of yourself, and then you will, you will start trusting that, you know what, you're only responsible for 50% of a greater version of your life. The other 50%, that's the universe. That's, that's God. That's stuff out there in the cosmos, the cosmic reaction and response to you, responding to your kinetic belief. So what's real? Is the universe continually dividing itself into parallel words, worlds, uh, each with an alternative version of ourselves? Is that, is that the real thing? I love how, <laughs> how you just painted this really amazing picture of kinetic belief as a soft place to land. You know, the, to, to remind us, look, there's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's no hurry or worry in kinetic belief. When you're, once you've burned out your ego... It's there. It's there to catch us. And it's, it's, it's unconditional love. It's the substance of peace. It's all of these beautiful, substantial, real things. And again, that phrase, soft place to land, just kept recurring in my mind. Mm. You know, the, the gentleness. It's, it's such a powerful, aggressive entity, kinetic belief. But it's also gentle. And it's also welcoming and warm anytime we're ready for it. It's gentle. It is warm. It's welcoming because it's full of the substance of love because this is what's real. Mm-hmm. Parallel universes are not whatever may or may not be. We're, we're dealing with what is real, which is the magic of self. Mm-hmm. And is there such a thing as an objective reality at all? Great question. Your life is and it will be whatever it is that you say it will be and whatever you say it is. Not based on what you see, but based on what you say it is. Because we have final authority, final say, over what your journey is going to look like. And we do have options. In quantum physics, every single choice that we're ever faced with has real consequences. So what does this mean for all of us? It means that it is up to you to make this universe count for you. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. We're not going to change, change any of that. We change ourselves in alignment with the extraordinary. But the universe, that's it. And so we can choose our desires within all this cosmic response to that. You couldn't ask for anything greater than that. So we choose our desires in accordance with the fate of our original purpose and in a way that leaves you with no regrets, or as the tattoo artist said, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> you're welcome. It, it, <laughs> oh, wait, we also saw the other one. What was it? Uh, Ron. Good, good Ron, luck with this. I can't get it right now. Ron John Bovi. Ron yeah. Gun Jovi. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those are great. But imagine for the dream job, go ahead and do it and do it with, with a boldness and be courageous enough to stand up for yourself. Mm. Navigate through the noise of negative source energetics and by not participating with it, stretch yourself every single day to advance your mind and your soul and your body throughout your life and beyond. Yes, there are so many different outcomes to every possible observation that your bias could ever consider. 
But look, there is no other universe that has this version of you in it. There is no other future for you other than the one that you choose to believe yourself into. So make this life and your next one, your best one, by never again considering all of the chaos that may try to surround you. There's a quote by Toni Morrison who wrote in her book, Jazz, which says, Don't ever think I fell for you or fell over you. I didn't fall in love. I rose in it. You see, that's, that's the transcending life of a KB. We rise in it. We don't identify with love. We are love. We don't try to become wealthy or healthy or happy. We rise into those things. Why? Because that's, that's who we, we really are. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoints. <laughs> yes. Just say this out loud. Say, I know I'm beautifully made. I know I'm be- beautifully made. And perfectly healthy. And perfectly healthy. Wealthy. And I have wisdom. I'm wealthy. I have wisdom. And all of that already belongs to me. And all of that already belongs to me. I'm flowing in the direction of well-being. I am flowing in the direction of well-being. Not distracted by confusion. Not distracted by confusion. And chaos. And chaos. Love dwells within me. Love, it dwells within me. I am in love with myself. I am in love with myself. I unconditionally love all others. I unconditionally love all others. I am continually mastering the universe around me. I am continually mastering the universe around me. I'm journaling my highest viewpoints. I'm journaling my highest viewpoints. And those are the guideposts for living my best life. And those are the guideposts for living my best life. I have no fear in my life. I have no fear in my life. I don't chase after chaos. I don't chase after chaos. Because I'm not surprised by chaos. Because I'm not surprised by it. Since I'm not surprised by chaos. (laughs) Since I'm not surprised. I'm not interested in chaos. I'm not interested in chaos. So why are we talking about chaos? So why are you talking about this? (laughs) So where there is unconditional love, look, there can be no chaos. I enjoy having fun, so much fun around others and, and Maggie and all you guys because you know what? We are a light for those that know us and for those that meet us and for those that will never again see us. Just enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Maggie, this has been delightful. This has been great. I'm ready to get out there and give it 100% by doing the 50%. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> give it 100% by giving it 50%. Sending out much love and light to all the KBs yes. around the world. It's going to be a great weekend. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.